Welcome to the Yellow Balloons podcast. The beginning of any new endeavor can be challenging. There are unique practices, new language, and so many questions about the way things are supposed to work. This newness can be tricky to navigate and sometimes downright frustrating. In this series, we'll focus on addressing questions that people who are new to Christianity or are just starting to engage with scripture might have. We hope these conversations will inspire and encourage you to more fully participate in the kingdom of God. If you are new to Christianity, you might find it overwhelming to open up your Bible. There's so many books, so many questions, and so many ideas. Where's the best place to begin? The key is to just start. There's no definitive right place to begin. Just about anywhere will do. In this episode, we discuss some ideas of where to begin, as well as some processes and perspectives to keep in mind as you learn. At the end of the day, the key is to just start. Don't overthink it. Don't stress about whether you're doing it right. Just try. There's so much value everywhere you turn. So Mark, you had the experience of having no biblical background whatsoever and picking up this book and starting. Given the experience that you've had, which was only what, eight, nine years ago? Yeah, about nine years ago. So based on what you've learned, what advice would you give to different people? Not everybody's a lawyer. Right. I mean, it's definitely different than the way I started. And so the way I started was uh, New King James Version, or sorry, King James Version first, and tried to read it and understand it from cover to cover. And it was horrible. And it's for me, it was hard to understand. And so I felt like it, it was an impediment to me deepening my faith. And so over the years, you know, I've tried a bunch of different ways. I've listened to the Bible. And I think it's important if you're an audio person, if, if that's how you learn, if you're an audio learner, then listen to the Bible. Don't struggle through reading it just because you feel like you got to pick up a physical Bible. You don't. The word is the word, whether you listen to it or read it. So choose your method, first of all. Do you like audio? Do you like to read? Do you like both? I actually like both. Uh, And then this is, to me, the single most important piece of advice I give to new Bible readers. Just read it and don't worry about whether you understand anything at all. I tell people it's like going to get in a river and then that river just flows over you. And don't worry about... I'm not understanding it. It's difficult. What does this mean? You know, if something jumps out and you really want to know, you might want to stop there. Maybe that's the Lord saying, hey, Mark, this is something you need to know right now. I want you to really focus on this. But mostly, just let it flow over you. I had a friend that came to the Lord recently, one of my lifelong closest friends, Mike, and and he's not a big reader. And I told him, if you're going to read the Bible, don't care, don't worry about understanding. You won't understand. Just let the word flow over you like water flows through a river. And I've given that advice to a lot of people. It takes the pressure off. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to be pressure to read the Bible. You're reading the word. This is supposed to be pleasurable. And there, you know, especially you get into Old Testament, there are particular parts that are really difficult. Read uh, the genealogy in Genesis. It's just names and, and lineages. Super hard, in my opinion, to stay focused on that. Leviticus, very difficult. All the rules and prescriptions for how to live in the old Jewish law. And so I just read it. And so instead of skipping it, like I wanted to skip Leviticus, I can tell you that for (laughs) sure. But I just said, no, I'm just going to read it. It doesn't matter what I retain or if I retain any of it. And, And my attitude is God's in it. What I'm supposed to retain will be retained. What I'm supposed to focus on will be focused on. Everything else is just going to flow over me like biblical water. So that's how I recommend getting started. Would you recommend, Mark, just based on your experience, I feel like a 
a lot of pastors, maybe I would think this if I heard this question, it would be, you've got to start with the Gospels. You've got to start with Jesus. It's the core. It's the whole thing. Do you think that, does that sound right? Or would you say, well, you've got to like set, you got to read some of the Old Testament background and set up so that when you get to Jesus, you know what's going on. For me, I tell people Old Testament first. And the reason that I do that is that it's, I feel like if you go straight to John, it's sort of the shortcut. It's like the fast pass at Disneyland. <laughs> like, oh, you go to the best ride and then you're done. And, and truthfully, I think if you, if you read that, if you read about salvation, there's a temptation to do that. Like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Jesus died for my sins. I just, I acknowledge that. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. I give my life to Jesus. Now, all this other stuff, like, why do I need all this other stuff? I get the story now. So I think, and especially you go back to Genesis, I mean, that's where it all begins. And how did God create this? And why, why are we here? All of that comes out of that. Salvation, of course, is the most important pivotal moment in history. But if you don't know the history, I think you don't get salvation. Not get as in you don't receive, but get as in you don't really understand the context for salvation. Now, I'm thinking about my own journey and the things that have made the biggest impact on me. Uh, a couple things come to mind. One is the method of understanding the Bible, which is to start with observing. So what we as humans tend to do is think what we want the Bible to say, and then go look for something that confirms it. Yeah. We, and that's not reading the Bible. That's using the Bible to confirm what I already want to do. And the Bible is largely telling us what we ought to do for our own good. That's mainly what the point of it is. And so first observe, and that's extremely difficult to do. It's like listening. And most of us struggle listening. We're mostly thinking about what we're going to say next and looking for an opportunity to get our words in instead of actually trying to just understand what is that person actually saying to me? Not only what are they saying, but what are they seeing? And so when you start observing or listening to the Bible, you're actually, what is God seeing? And when you start seeing what God's seeing, it's, it's hard because he's seeing you as a flawed person. And we don't like to see ourselves as flawed, limited people, judgmental or whatever else, but it's real, it's true. And the question is, are you going to embrace reality or not? So that, that to me was the first thing, observe, then interpret. And then the third piece, observe, interpret, correlate, see if it all fits. Does everything fit? Does that verse makes sense in this passage and does this passage make sense in this book and if it doesn't that probably means I didn't observe well enough so I go back so that whole approach then apply observe interpret correlate then apply that made an enormous impact on me but the reason why I adopted those tools so much is because of listening to expositional preachers people going through the Bible, reading it verse by verse, explaining it verse by verse. That was revelational to me. I could not have done the study without watching someone else do it first. It's sort of like seeing uh, a major league player on TV and thinking to yourself, well, that's what I want to figure out how to look like. And then you start putting in the practice. Maybe I can swing the bat like that, or maybe I can field a grounder like that. 
And so seeing that as an example and then saying, well, if I follow this passage and have some basic tools, I can do that myself too. That was, that was an enormous influence to me. And the third tool, I would say, was a biblical historical framework. And one of them was, uh, the one I used the most is C7SJ. C is for creation. Seven is um, four people and three societies. And the four people are Abraham, 2000 B.C., Moses, 1500 B.C., David, um, 1000 B.C., and I don't remember what the fourth one was. I, 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 don't, I don't use that tool much anymore. <laughs> and in three societies, you had the period of self-governance, which was under the judges, 450 years of self-governance. And then the period of kings, we had kings, uh, and that was about from 1000 B.C. to 722 for the north, 586 for the south, B.C., and then exile. So you have this three, these three things, and then Jesus. That's the J, C7SJ. Okay, well, that, that framework, 2000 Abraham, 1500 Moses, 1000 King, 586 exile of Judah, 70 years to return, Alexander the Great, Romans, all that stuff, and then, the, and then Christ coming. Having everything on that timeline made a huge impact on me to be able to put things in a, in a sequence and have a hook to hang everything on. So those are the three things that I think I would encourage anybody to you know, grab those tools. And it's actually what we're doing with Yellow Balloons is expositional. And we have the BibleSays.com commentary that is expositional. It talks you through the Bible. We only have, I think, two chapters of Leviticus up. So <laughs> It's slow. It's hard. We'll get there. <laughs> but, you know, we, we have now um, a, a lot of Deuteronomy up. I hope by the end of next month. It'll be all the way through Deuteronomy 30 by the end of July. And as we do Deuteronomy, we're talking people through that God is actually creating a, a treaty with Israel. And the treaty, the articles, just like the Constitution, U.S. Constitution, 10 articles, the Ten Commandments. And he's explaining the Ten Commandments. And the point of it is this is what will bless you to live a self-governing, love-your-neighbor lifestyle, which is mostly practical, right? If, you, if everybody is telling the truth and benefiting one another, society's going to be great. The alternative is to go after the foreign gods, which were all excuses to exploit your neighbor. So if you have a strong exploit the weak society, it's going to be a terrible place. And he sets it out really starkly. You have to choose between these two things. And if you choose the good way, I'm going to pour extra divine blessings on because I want everybody to understand it's evangelism. I want everybody to understand you're a priestly, holy nation. I want them to understand that this life is better. And then they'll, you'll be a, a means by which people can come to me. And if you don't do this way, then you're a bad example. I'm going to take you out of the land. And then he adds an extra covenant towards the end of Deuteronomy that says, but I will bring you back because when, when that happens. So having that kind of uh, structure to explain and talking people through the scripture is what the Bible says.com is so about. So where would somebody who's brand new go to get that structure? Because that's something you came to after years of study. We don't really have any. Well, so maybe, maybe what we should do in this 
broadcast is say, we'll give you three uh, one-minute segments of here's how to do the three key things. And I would just do it right now in this podcast. Yeah. I would just say, you can actually you can actually do those three things with observe, interpret. So first, listen, then ask what it means. That's really a big deal. Uh, so I would say, I mean, that comports with what, what I said first is just observe. Just, yes. just, let just it, observe. Let it flow. You're like the river. It, you're not trying to figure out what it means because you don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. I had a, we, you know, we were with some people a couple weeks ago and I was reading one of their books after our meeting and there's this interesting language in that book where it says, uh, instead of going in to read the Bible, allow the Bible to read you. So it's kind of what they're getting at is the same concept of what you're talking about, the observable thing. Don't go in like, uh, you know, holding it on trial or trying to find the answers you already think are there. Just let it like wash over you. Let it be a mirror in, into your own life. And I would say, you know, this is this is maybe just for me. Well, I'll say this. I, I don't know if like where to start there's any right or wrong answer. I think the method is the most important thing. But I would say, yeah, the approach. I would say somebody like me, uh, I would recommend to somebody who is similar to me, starting in like Proverbs, starting somewhere where you can let it kind of wash over you. You can let it sort of present to you the two realities that, that it's, that the entire Bible is presenting, wisdom, foolishness. You know, Ecclesiastes talks about the same sort of thing. Are you going to choose in this direction? Are you going to choose in that direction? Uh, so those two books, maybe even Psalms, like just letting it, you don't have to figure out the history and where things line up so yeah. much because I have less energy for that. Uh, but maybe starting in this place where it's just kind of setting the stage of what reality looks like, how the, how the world works, how the kingdom of God is meant to work, and then going back and reading the, the history in that. But there's no real right or wrong way to do it, I would say. I think the important things that have come out of this discussion is just start. Yep. <laughs> just start and um, you're you're trying to receive and listen because the, the basic approach you should have is God knows what's best for me and he's telling me and that may mean I have to change but if I'm changing from self-destruction to blessing wouldn't I want to do that right. and if you'll go at it that way you have a tremendous leg up there's a great passage in Revelation 3 where Jesus says, if you will listen to my voice and invite me in to have an intimate meal with you, that is what will give you an infinite amount of gold, all you want. If you want treasure, that's where you get it. Listen to me. And listening happens in an intimate context. But we have to be thinking about God as someone who's sharing something very valuable and important to us. And he's infinite, so it might not be easy to understand, but he can get on our level, so it's accessible. Yeah, and I would add that it's important not to stress out on it. And I think a lot of people do this. I did. I don't understand. It's stressful because I don't understand. And it seems like all these other people understand. I'm not part of that club. I don't get it yet. And I think what I've come to know is I'll never get it. Nobody understands. <laughs> it's, right. It's infinite. It, you know, we look at the universe through a pinhole. God sees all of it through all time, all at once. So all we can do is do our best. And that's good. That's actually really good. 
Well, and we, we get, we're both involved in politics and have gotten to see things at a very what, so-called high level. And one of the things I think we can tell the listeners here authoritatively is there are no adults in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there never have been. No. And you, you don't see the Bible say the children and the adults. It's just children. Actually, it does talk about sons. Those have been adopted as being held, you know, these are the people that have been responsible. But it's not in the worldly sense. It's in a faith sense. And yeah, nobody really understands. Yeah. And the so-called great men, that's all illusion. You know, you can even go back to history. Julius Caesar, he was mainly a great PR guy is what he was great at. So, you know, there are some people that are amazing, but there's probably more amazing people that you don't know about. For sure. Than the people that you do. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think being patient, and one of the things that was huge for me, I don't know if this would be a good place to start necessarily, but one of the things that was huge for me is memorizing scripture because it caused me to slow down and not feel this pressure of like, I got to go all the way through this thing. I got to understand it all at once. It was like, all right, let me just like really digest a little bit at a time. And maybe if, if you started doing that with just a, you know, a passage or two, it would help you to uh, train yourself to observe and to slow down. And then you could get into to things a little bit more fully. But yeah, you know, as a writer, they tell you like, just write. You have writer's block, just try. Just sit down and if it's terrible and you don't do anything that feels successful, that's progress because the next time you sit down, right. sit down, that'll be out of your system. So I think it's the same sort of thing. Just start, don't feel like you have to have it all figured out by the end of one session. Uh, it is a journey and it is, you know, mystery and it always will be, but the joy is engagement. And so engage. Yeah. That's great. I had forgotten about memorizing. That's a huge part of my uh, journey and I take it so for granted. I just you know, kind of even forgot, forgot that that was a, such a big pillar at some point in time. You know, what's so funny about that is people are so different. We're all made so different. When you say memorize, I just feel stress. Yeah. <laughs> you really? Yeah. I don't, I don't have any scripture memorized. I, I'm don't, I'm not good at memorizing. It stresses me out to have to memorize. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So well, I, I sort of memorize. I memorize more or less what it says. I can do this. So you're paraphrasing. Pretty much. Yeah. Paraphrasing, I can handle. It's the stress of remembering every word that's just makes it very unpleasurable. For a me. lot of times you see Old Testament passages quoted in the New Testament and they're not exact. Yes. It's very biblical to do this. <laughs> now I feel I'm so relieved. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, I, I would have said the same thing. I don't like memorizing. I'm not particularly good at it. But I was at a point in my life where we were talking about before where I was just kind of rethinking things. And uh yeah, I just, I mean, I just did it. And the thing that was beautiful for me about it is uh, I've memorized, you know, whole books of the Bible, the whole book of James. So when someone talks about it, I, there's this like, it's like a friend that yeah, I know. Yeah, that's great. And it's in you. It's there. And to me, I'm such a big picture guy that reading everything in, in these chunks was hard because I'm just hurrying to try to, there's so much in there. I want to consume it all and then figure out what the big picture is and and the irony is that I was missing all of the trees, and so I don't know what the forest looks like. And so to give myself permission to just slow down and marinate on this yeah. a little bit was was really huge for me. But yeah, not not for everybody, not not something prescriptive for everyone, but was a really valuable tool for me in engaging with scripture in a more meaningful way. 
just start. Any starting place is fine. Just observe, just listen. There's the other tools that can be really helpful to yeah. you if, if, when you're ready. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the key single word, just enjoy. Uh-huh. Just, this is God's gift to us. This is His Word. Just enjoy it. It's His Word that's wholly given for our benefit. Thanks for listening to the Yellow Balloons podcast. If you want more information on adopting a God-centered perspective, visit our website at yellowballoons.net. And if you have any questions related to what you just heard, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at contact at yellowballoons.net. Thanks for listening.